Randy, you are quite a, a bicycle enthusiast. Uh, these days, I guess you do hundreds of miles a month. What got you started off in cycling? Well, uh, when I was small, all the other kids were doing it, but I don't think that's what you meant. Uh, so I was like three or four then, and I, I rode my bike regularly until I got car keys, you know, to, to get places, and then even did a newspaper route on it and caddied at a golf course with it. But once I got car keys, I gave it up until about six years ago. And that was a long, several decades. So about six years ago, I got back in. I was looking for a good exercise at that point, wanted to get back in better shape and uh, looking for something I could like and do long term. And I think I got hooked. So you're kind of addicted to biking? I'd say, you know, since I started tracking about six years ago, I've been around the world one and a half times, about 36,000 miles. You've been counting those miles. And eventually you created a, a bicycle club in the Springfield area. What's the name of the club and, and why did you go about doing that? Yeah, here in Springfield, Missouri, I uh, started off as a solo cyclist, just riding on my whenever I had time. And I got involved with uh, tracking my ride uh, app on my smartphone. And I was able to see other people riding and where they rode and noticed that they were riding in groups and decided to try one out one time. And, uh, I uh, saw that there was a lot of fun in that, meeting people with like interests and, uh, you know, to share the road with. And, you know, when you're talking to somebody as you're riding down the road, the uh, exercise doesn't even feel like exercise a lot of times. So uh, I decided to just start a ride right here near my home in uh, Battlefield. And uh, I call it my Friday night ride. And it was a, it's just a simple 10-mile, almost flat route, flat for around here. And I pull a Bluetooth speaker behind my bike and play a different playlist every week. And, you know, we have anywhere from, you know, 10 to 60 people show up. So we just have a blast. And there are benefits to bike riding. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, aside from what I've already mentioned, you know, getting to meet people, uh, you get to see things. You may just drive by at 60 miles an hour in your car. You see things from that perspective that you would never even notice. The friendships we've built, uh, you know, we've even made business acquaintances, although that wasn't the, the purpose. You know, we're both realtors, but we don't talk about real estate on our bike rides, about cycling. If somebody brings up real estate, we change the subject and say, let's talk about that when I'm not breathing so heavy or something, you know. Wow. So we just want to have fun. And I understand that to some degree your, your faith had a bit to do with, with getting people together. Well, I don't know that it led me to get them together, but it certainly influences how I treat them and how our events are handled. You know, uh, uh, I'm a firm believer, and I guess I'm an, I'm very empathetic. Empathetic is that the way you say that? Anyway, yeah. uh, I remember my first group ride. I showed up, didn't know anybody, and I remember how that felt. So when somebody shows up that's new, uh, unless I'm just blown away with a bunch of new people or a bunch of things going wrong just before the ride starts, I try to introduce myself and get to know them a little bit before the ride starts, assure them that we've all had our first time with a group. So it's uncomfortable and we all know it. So just, just start talking and people will talk back. And I encourage my other shows to talk back as well, you know, get involved, meet new people. And, uh, you know, we've all, uh, also fallen on our bikes. Well, maybe you haven't, but almost everybody I know has. I have. Uh, and then we've all, you know, started out slow, started out short mileage, started out not knowing how to use our gears. And so we're all working together on that. Most of my rides are no drop rides, which means we try to hang out together. We get separated. We stop at 
stop signs or whatever and regroup. How about the uh, unfortunate things that happen, like flat tires? Uh, you know, do you does does the individual do it, or do you kind of come alongside to help, or what? Well, the funny thing is, is I'm usually in front of the group, and the flats occur somewhere behind me. I don't always see them immediately, but you know, the other cyclists with more experience, or even if they're as experienced as the ones who have the flat, they jump off their bikes and try to help every way they can. You know, sometimes you can just lend a helping hand, uh, help them uh, get tools ready, help them get the inner tube ready, hold their bike steady while they're trying to uh, get that wheel off, whatever. Uh, we've had people drop chains and several people get their hands dirty trying to get that chain back on. But uh, when a mechanical issue like happens and, uh, and we know about it, we certainly stop so that they don't get left behind unless tell us, hey, I've got the route, I'll catch up to you. So we try to help each other out. So what would you say is in your heart, is in your mind when you're leading a bike ride and you see people having a good time and, uh, you know, it was well worth it? What, what, what's going through your mind? Oh, I don't know. That's, that's my favorite time. You know, when I'm out there riding by my bike by myself now, which used to be my favorite, um, I don't get as much joy out of that because, uh, you know, I'm just out there by myself and thinking about how I'd be doing something else or my muscles are hurting or whatever. And, uh, you know, but seeing somebody smiling, laughing, having good conversations with one another, it's just, uh, it's just really rewarding. And not only that, but, you know, not everybody that rides in our rides uh, do this, but a vast majority of them do. Uh, they'll either take me aside or maybe even in front of others, you know, thank me for putting it together or send me an email or a text message or whatever, you know, that's rewarding too. Uh, I didn't do it for the praise or the accolades, but getting those certainly is encouraging because, you know, there are days when I'm the only one, well, me and one other person show up. I've never had any, nobody show up. I've always had at least one other person show up, but, uh, you know, there are times like that you think, is this really worth it? But then the other times are looking back at the comments I've received and it's just very encouraging and knowing that they have something they can do and look forward to. You know, a lot of us spend more time with each other than we do with maybe some distant family that we maybe even live by because two, three nights a week, we're out there on our bikes having fun. And some of the rides you do uh, benefit local charities. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. We benefit some locals and some national charities. Uh, things that uh, my wife and I put together, we put together an annual bike ride, uh, it's called uh, the Can Can Ride, and we raise money for a local charity called Ozarks Ozarks Food Harvest. And what they do is they feed the local people that are hungry. They're not getting enough meals, uh, but somehow they're able to turn one dollar into four meals. I don't know how they do it because it's not just food; it's good food. Uh, we also uh, had special rides for a local police officer that was injured in the line of duty. Uh, raised money and another ride for my first graduation, project graduation next year. It was a local uh, young man, probably, I don't know, 10 or 11, who had his, he had some learning disabilities. He had his bike stolen, and uh, we did a bike ride for that, and donated a, well, it raised money amongst the group and donated a bike to him, and he rode off just happy as he could be, but his little sisters were just <laughs> overjoyed and, and loud about how excited they were for him, you know, and there's several other charities as well. And uh, cyclists like to ride for charities. You know, it gives them something to do and a reason to do it. And uh, we just have a, a blast doing it. I think I've said that before. I, I think I have a blast doing a lot of things. I think you enjoy that. And I see that uh, food plays a, a role in some rides. Tell us about that. 
Well, you know, you've got to eat. Now, granted, you don't have to eat donuts or ice cream or whatever, but we do that sometimes. I know that we've kept any restaurant or food truck in business, but we certainly have our favorites. And, you know, it's not a necessarily a mandatory part of it, but a lot of people like to, you know, hang around after the ride's over and maybe grab a burger and some fries or a, a pineapple dip or a we have a ride tomorrow night going to a, a local taco restaurant, and uh, we let them know how many of us are sticking around after the ride before we even go out, and they have a table set up for us on their patio. You know, we've had as many as you know, 18 or 20 people stay after to eat, and uh, they've been very great for us, uh, being loyal to them and uh, give us free chips and queso and salsa and all that. So I think they, I think they appreciate it. The other of this tends to do as well. Now, can you do these bike rides pretty much all year, or does uh, winter start to get in the way? Well, around here, we have four distinct seasons, sometimes on the same day. But uh, we, we do have, uh, uh, you know, uh, shorter daylight hours. It's already started where, you know, the sun rises after 7 and goes to, uh, or sets, sunsets uh, before 5 p.m. So the ride attendance certainly drops off, and then, because of daylight and then another reason is because of the temperatures because a lot of people don't have the necessary gear to ride outside when it you know drops below certain temperatures most people's comfort zones don't go below 60. we try to have rides year-round uh scheduled and then of course we postpone or reschedule them if the weather is just nasty i don't like to ride uh, when it's snowing i don't ride when it's snowing or hailing or lightning those kind of things and most people don't either cause of safety issues. Some, some wisdom in that for sure. So with all the miles you've traveled, what would you say is the most unusual thing you've either seen or personally experienced? Well, I've seen raccoons wait by the edge of the road till you get to them and then they dip out in front of your wheel. Um, unicycles uh, that are about 15 feet tall going down a, a greenway. Uh, the penny farthings, those old-time bicycles with two wheels. One of them's about the size of a six-foot man, you know, and the other one's little on the back. I've seen people riding those. Seeing hundreds of people all headed the same way at the same time on bikes is kind of exciting. And I haven't been to these rides. But there are rides that have thousands of people all sign up and ride off at this time, so that's kind of crazy. But, uh, you know, it's just amazing, though. I think I mentioned it earlier that you see things that you just don't even notice when you're driving in a car. So. Have you had any close calls uh, while, while you're bicycling yourself? Uh, yeah, I've had a few. Uh, I've not been hit by any cars. I've had uh, a car pass me too close. You know, I almost got hit by their mirror. Uh, I've had cars come at me, not intentionally, but come at me as they go around the corner, cheating onto the other lane, you know, and pinning me into the gutter almost. Uh, I did have one solo wreck myself. I've gone down more than once, but one solo wreck where uh, I was going about 15 miles an hour and hit some really rough pavement it took control of my front wheel and i went down and ended up breaking my shoulder so i was off the bike about I don't know, two or three months there and that was the year i was trying to break ten thousand miles so that was a little frustrating but we got a recumbent bicycle for inside the house and i finished my last 100 miles or so on that if i hit the goal <laughs> you're determined so uh, no, I was. with 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 all the risks and stuff do you do you pray before you go out on the trip well, uh, you know, I pray many times a day in general uh, when I when I have a ride or riders that are on my heart at the time. You know, they're certainly a part of my prayers for that day. So absolutely. 
So how about uh, people in cars and vehicles? Do they tend to respect cyclists or do they not necessarily anticipate what a bike is going to do? Is, is, is there some occasional conflict there? Absolutely. You know, there, and if you start a post on media about what happened to you, well, you know, you get the people attacking from both sides, like cars never give us respect. And then drivers say, cyclists never give us respect and all that. But, uh, you know, I think for the most part, the average person uh, who's paying attention, you know, not distracted with their cell phones or whatever, they do try to give us the room on the, on the ride. And, uh, you know, give us a safe distance around us when they're passing and things like that. It is frustrating, and I remember this myself before I got into cycling. When I'd get behind, you know, three or four bikes on a bunch of rolling hills or curves where I can pass, yeah, they probably lost me, you know, 10 seconds or 30 seconds, maybe even a couple minutes, and I remember getting frustrated. But uh, So I can certainly understand how drivers get frustrated too, and I try to uh, keep that in mind on our rides. You know, when uh, there's a car behind us, we yell car back, and I coach people to uh, get single file and stay on the right side of the road if it's safe for that car to pass. Now, there's certain times you have to kind of uh, take ownership of the lane because you're coming to a stop sign and you don't want to pass you and immediately pinch you against the curve. And there's also times where you're going down those rolling hills or curves where it's not safe to pass. You've got the yellow line. Cars shouldn't pass, so we shouldn't quite give them the lane till it's safe. And I do I give drivers behind me a signal like it's okay to pass. Uh, or thank you for writing or wave at them when they go by. And I think most people appreciate that. So if someone has been listening to our conversation and they'd like to you know, find a bike, maybe not spend a lot of money at first, uh, you know, what kind of bike should they look for? What kind of gear would they need? How do they get started? Well, if you think you're going to be serious at all, I mean, when I got started, I just had a, a big store bike, you know, like from a, a big department store or athletic store or something like that. And I mean, those bikes tend to be heavier and not as well designed for riding long distances or whatever. So what I recommend doing, and this is what I did after I decided I was going to get serious, is I, I just went on Craigslist uh, and looked for bikes. You know, I don't know how Craigslist list works in everybody's area, but, uh, you know, whenever we were going to change product we'd meet at the police station parking lot or whatever to make it a little safer but uh after i got that uh that was a hybrid bike i decided i was really serious i talked to a friend and he told me how much he spent on his bike and i said that's one more zero than i had in mind anyway (laughs) what i really 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 recommend you do is go to a local bike shop and get to know the people there Uh, get a quality bike it doesn't have to be brand new it doesn't have to be super expensive but the nice thing about having a relationship there is you've got somebody to talk to when you're when you have questions. You've got somebody to talk to when you need some equipment or a mechanical issue, and you know you keep them in business. Uh, buying a bike through the internet or your components or accessories like gloves or whatever through uh, online shopping, while you may get the convenience, you certainly don't keep someone in business because when you need that bike serviced, you want a place to go. And a lot of times when you buy a brand new bike, our local bike shop typically throw in maintenance for years, maybe as long as you own it. So depending on the shop. All right. So about relationship then. So Randy, yeah. Randy Fry, we appreciate you, you sharing with us, uh, you know, all the stories and so forth. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, if anyone had any questions, feel free to contact me via our Facebook page 
or on Strava as well, one of the uh, phone tracking apps. So reach out and I'll try to answer. All righty. Thank you very much. Thanks, Richard.